Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. You get the podcast at theticketfm.com, our very first show of the new calendar year. Uh, we told you about the news from last night. Damar Hamlin still uh, in critical condition at the Cincinnati Hospital, the safety for the Bills who caused the postponement of the game last night. The injury terrible situation with him. Uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the day on the status of that. But as of right now, no update regarding him, except he's in critical condition and sedated. Sedated? Sedated. And critical at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. That is right. So uh, uh, that's that's the situation there. We went through some bowl games. Told you that uh, yesterday Tulane beat USC. <laughs> we didn't mention this one, Sip. Purdue got absolutely jackhammered 63-7 to by LSU. 63 to 7 LSU over Purdue. Now, Penn State helped the Big 10 from having a terrible day by beating Utah in the Rose Bowl 35-21, but Purdue got jackhammered. Don't gloss over that Penn State result. No, I'm not. I mean, Cam Rising got hurt for Utah. When that was a a 7-point game when he got hurt and the backup was terrible. I mean, he was terrible. He wasn't ready for the action. You can't really say the Big 10 I mean, I'm talking about Michigan, Ohio State mainly. I don't know. Would you say that was disappointing? No. Well, here's the deal. If if the two Big Ten teams had gotten blown out in the or playoff beat, games. Or just beaten handily. No, TCU beats Michigan by six. Yeah. Michigan Good has, game. Great Michigan game. has the ball to end the game with a chance to go win. Great Didn't get game. it done. Great Ohio game. State. Trails by one with a chance to win the game on a field goal by typically reliable Noah Ruggles, who pulled it way left. Yeah, I have a hard time saying Ohio State was disappointing. They weren't disappointing. They played a great football game. I have a hard time. But if you're in that Ohio State fan base, two losses again. I I would hope if you're a Buckeyes fan, you could step back for a second and say, hang on, okay, take a deep breath. I know you're pissed. Realize what just happened here. You led the whole game against Georgia. They're not going to want to hear that. You're down by one, and you had a a field goal attempt to win the football game. They're not going to want to hear that. They're not going to want to hear that. I know they're not, but I'm telling them to take a a step back for a second. People are going to be asking, can Ryan Day win the big one? Can he win the big one? Well, he has played for the big one. He played for it against Alabama a couple (laughs) years ago, 2020. Got hammered. Got jackhammered. Great team. Great Bama team. Ohio State doesn't. Ohio State's not there for just to play close, Jake. Think about what could have been a storyline, though. I mean, obviously, if both the Big Ten teams win, number one is great. It's amazing for the conference. Right, and it was. But it's great for Northern schools also because we just talked about Chris called in the first hour that hey, it's two Southern schools again: TCU and Georgia. I give Chris from the Baldwin shop a lot of credit for driving that narrative that. You look at the national champions over the past 20-plus years, always from 
the South. Ohio State broke through in 2014, but who else? Who no, else? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody has. It's Southern. There's a Southern bent. And I will tell you this. I did That did cross my mind, Chris, from the Baldwin shop. On, on Saturdays, I watched those games. Alabama, Southern Bent, George, obviously, and, and of course, TCU. That's where the best football's played. Just, just, there's no other way to say it. That's where the best football's played. That's where the population has shifted. That's something Nebraska's got to battle all the time now. Now, this will get us into the rule discussion. What rule's doing is trying to increase Nebraska's presence in the state of Texas. Yes. Hired Bob Wager, a, a longtime head coach in Arlington, Texas. Yes. As an analyst on the staff. One of the most successful. No, not an analyst. Sorry, excuse me. No, not an analyst. Bob Wager will be the tight ends coach and assist with special teams. He's on the full-time staff. They hired yesterday. Rob Dvorak, linebackers coach with the Panthers currently, and Garrett McGuire. Now that's another Texas hire. Now Garrett McGuire is 24 years old. Garrett McGuire from Cedar Hill, Texas. His father's Joey McGuire, who's a Texas Tech head coach. Joey McGuire, coach for rule at Baylor. Joey McGuire, again, another successful Texas high school coach. So what, what is rule clearly doing? Up Nebraska's presence in the state of Texas. Now, I don't think you can make your living doing that at Nebraska, but you can help yourself. But we, Matt Rule is respected in that state. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been it's very well known that Matt Rule is liked by the Texas high school football coaches, very even well though known. he went to the NFL. He yeah, left Baylor. Very well known. So that and you got Bob Wager, who's very respected the, in Texas. The of question course. is, can you get the Texas high school players that can beat Ohio State and Michigan, or are you just getting? The ones that don't go to the big schools. Well, I down mean, down south, TCU and Oklahoma, or te- excuse me, Texas and Oklahoma are heading out. They're heading to the Southeast Conference now. Will that? How much will that affect their recruiting in Texas? I don't know. But what's typically the thought on TCU's roster? They they get you know they get good players, but Texas gets the first pick of the litter, right? Typically, I, I I wonder how much of that conversation is still germane. Does Texas still get the pick of the litter? Does Texas A&M get the – it looks like Texas A&M is getting the pick of the litter, except they're not right. winning. Right, but they're, A&M they're, and Texas. TCU yeah. never gets the, the top guy. I mean, they get good guy. Obviously, they get great players. But, that, see the pe- but where's the pecking order? I mean, then, then, then who is it? Is it Baylor after that? Is it – It's not Texas Tech, I don't think. No. Baylor's both Texas where's Tech. Where's Houston in that right? conversation? I mean, there's where's TCU in that conversation? Where, there's so many schools. That's what my point is. Yeah. There's so many schools – that how can you get how much how much investment do you make in Texas is the question for Matt Rule. Yeah, you're going to try to go get some guys, but are you going to try to? Is it just going to be two or three, or are you going to try per class, mm-hmm. or are you going to try to go seven or eight and have your your biggest impact guys from be from the state of Texas, even though you don't play down there. You got to. Pull kids up here. And, again, Chris was so astute. I mean, that was probably a couple, three years ago when he started saying, look, look, what's happening? The teams that play for the national title, the teams that win the national title are always from the south. And it's why the North had a great chance 
on Saturday to change that narrative for at least one year. Ohio State was right there. Michigan was right there. Michigan, to me, is the, sort of the, the representative of the North. I don't look at Ohio State quite the same because Ohio State, the, the state of Ohio is so talent-laden. I almost consider them. And by the way, I mean, I was reading a few years ago, Columbus in, a, in the state of Ohio hasn't been affected by population shift. Um, probably like Michigan has in the North. So I still look at Ohio State almost as a Southern team. I mean, they're not, clearly. But um, I look at Michigan as sort of the card carrier for the North. Wow, look what Michigan's doing. I was disappointed that with might, Michigan. That might change if Harbaugh goes to the NFL. And so we should update people on that. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk reported yesterday that if that the Broncos are have – made overtures to Harbaugh and that Harbaugh is listening. That Harbaugh likely will go to the NFL if he gets an offer. Well, it now that he is flirted last year. I know. Dolphins and Vikings last year. I don't know if you look at it like I do. That's a blow to the Big Ten. Now it sort of depends on who Michigan will go get. And we had our we had our our <laughs> We gave Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, his marching orders yep, on that. Did we did? You first try to swing for Stoops or Peterson. Yes, you do. Bob. Yes. Chris. Yes. You try to make a big swing for either Bob Stoops or Chris Peterson. This sounds crazy. You're not going to get him. Check the interest of Dabo Swinney as well. Che- okay. Check him. And then tier two. So we're going to put tier one. We're going to put Dabo. Bob Stoops and Chris Peterson. Great tier. Tier two, we're going to put P.J. Fleck. Chris Kleiman. And Chris Kleiman. Yep. Kleiman's not going to do it. That's the thing. I, after the show the other day when we were talking about that, Kleiman likes the low-key atmosphere of Kansas State. He, I don't think Kleiman wants anything to do with being thrust into the 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 bright limelight that is Ann Arbor. It is. I mean, you're playing in front of a hundred thousand people. It's it's ultra intense. Harbaugh was perfect for it. Just wondering for forgetting anybody. Like who who are we forgetting? Well, that's what the text line's for. <laughs> um, like you, you could you you couldn't see Michigan hiring Brett Bielema, could you? Yeah, I think I, think I, think I could work. Too. I think he'd be great at Michigan. Yeah. I think he'd be phenomenal up there. Well, there's a there there's a there's only. A few guys that I trust with that job. There's not that many. Bielema's I think Bielema would do great at Michigan. There are great. only a few people I would trust with that job, and Bielema's one of them. Who do you trust more for that job, P.J. Fleck or Brett Bielema? Bielema. Chris Kleiman or Brett Bielema? Bielema. Yeah. Bob Stoops or Brett Bielema? Well, <laughs> Stoops is a tricky conversation because I just wonder if Stoops – is Stoops – is Stoops open to the idea of returning to a monster? Of of going to a monster? Well, that monster set up for success right now, to be fair. It is. They got J.J. McCarthy back. No, they, they were a playoff team. They're the yeah. number two team in the country. It's set up for success for Bobby. He doesn't, it, he doesn't do that much building. Is there. Chris Peterson, is he, in the other part of this conversation, is, do those guys want to jump back into the college football world as it is now with NIL and that's, transfer That's the portal? big question. That's the big question. Do they want that? Do they want to wrestle with that? That's probably a large reason why Harbaugh's leaving. You know? And I yeah, I said that. Harbaugh's leaving. I mean, it looks like he's out. It looks like he's going. Now, would Harbaugh go to Denver and want to wrestle with Russell Wilson's situation? 
I don't know. Is this good news, this Harbaugh news, good for Nebraska? Yes. They play Michigan next year. They do. Yeah, you want you want you want them in shambles. Transition. Well, I'm not gonna be shambles. In shambles. They're not gonna be in shambles. But yeah, what's Michigan gonna do? We suddenly have a very very fascinating storyline to follow. I mean, it's pretty predictable, but that Harbaugh is being mentioned for NFL jobs. But I did not necessarily anticipate how strong it would be right after the game. I mean, it, it yesterday. I kind of thought that'd be the case. I did not go back to our show on Friday. Yeah, we were talking about. We it. talked about if they lose the game, is he off to the NFL? Yeah, I know we did. I but, thought that could be pretty instantaneous. It, I wasn't surprised to see a report that he was looking at the Broncos. I was surprised a little bit by the by how strong the can. I was surprised about how strong the wording was. That yeah, the, the the Broncos are looking at Harbaugh, and Harbaugh will leave if he gets the right offer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's big news for Michigan. Big news for the Big Ten. Good news for Nebraska. Good news for Ryan Day. Great news for Ryan Day. Now, will Ryan Day leave? I don't think so. What if the what if a good NFL job approached a good NFL franchise, a good job, I don't know what's going to open, approach Ryan Day? By the way, Herb Street, I know we're all over the map. I don't Just, think but Harbaugh has proven he could win in the NFL. Ryan Day has not. Harbaugh was 44-19 in the NFL. 44-19. Right. Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh is a one. proven NFL winner. Ryan Day is not. No, but but how much of the way college football is now, coupled with the in, incredibly intense pressure on Day, how much is that weighing on him? I don't think that if you're an NFL coach, Ryan Day is on the top of your board. Okay. I just don't think. So I, you don't think that, yeah. that, that it will be a job would be available. We, we've just them. seen. We just saw the the previous Ohio State coach, one of the most one of the best coaches in the history of college football, last less than one year in Jacksonville as an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Long time successful college coach could not make it a full year with the Jags. So what makes Harbaugh better suited for the NFL than Urban Meyer? It's a good question. Um, is it just merely yeah, that's great opportunity that Urban Urban Meyer goes to Jacksonville, just a you know a so-so franchise at best, and Harbaugh inherits a better situation at San Francisco? What if hmm. Urban would have walked into a a better situation? I don't know exactly what San Francisco was like when Harbaugh took over. <clears throat> but what makes Jim Harbaugh better suited for the NFL than Urban Meyer? Because clearly Urban Meyer was a better college coach than Jim Harbaugh. Clearly. Yes. I'm with, yeah, no doubt there. No doubt there. Trying to figure out. Is it the person, is there some sort of personality flaw in okay. Urban Meyer? Here's the deal. So Jim Harbaugh takes over Sam, the Niners in 2011. They're coming off of the previous year under Mike Singletary and Jim Tom. Jim Tom Sula, a six and ten record. Harbaugh's first year, they go thirteen and three. After going six and ten the previous year, okay. the next year eleven four and one, mm-hmm. lost the Super Bowl. Uh, the next year twelve and four. So I mean, the, he went to three straight conference championships, lost two of them, won one of them mm-hmm. in his first three years. Then he goes eight and eight. Oh, sorry. Yep, yeah, eight and eight. Then he's off to the college football. So his last year was eight and eight in twenty fourteen. Then he went to Michigan. He's, zip, zip his first three years, he went to the conference championship game after inheriting a six and ten team. The, the first before he came there, came there. Mm. 
Now, he figured out Colin Kaepernick and made him successful. Mm-hmm. And he made the defense elite. Jim's a conundrum. He's a conundrum. And you, you, I think, said off air that you, you feel like he's taken Michigan as far as it can go. I do. Now, Michigan, they could have beat TCU, but could they beat George is the question. <clears throat> they could have probably made one more. No. Obviously, they could have made the title. Answer's no. I don't think they're beating. Answer's no. They're not beating Georgia. Oh, like you said, oh, you have to pass the ball to beat Georgia. Uh, some people are going to say Michigan runs the ball. Now, now some people are going to. Well, McCarthy can pass a little bit. Uh, they don't. Have, they do not have the firepower receiver. They don't have Michigan does like not good Harrison. No, Jr. not even close. Michigan does not have that firepower at wideout no, at all. No, Bell's good. Roman Wilson's pretty good. They got good tight ends banged up. Yep, but there their are no. skills on the outside is no. nowhere near this, the skill of. Ohio State. No. None. Hell, I don't think it's no anywhere near this the the skill of Georgia. Georgia's got skill. Well, of course they do. They're the number one team in the country. Yeah. But they looked a little bit more vulnerable they, than they I did. expected. They did. They looked vulnerable. Stetson didn't play very well until no. the very until the fourth quarter. Well, and Kirby do. Smart called him out, by the way. Really? After the That's game. That's right. He said he veered off script. <laughs> he did. Called, wins the game. So back game. to Nebraska. Make yeah, rule rule is making I like I mean, Rule's not hiding at all from the fact he's hiring young guys. It's a relatively young staff, and he he wants energy. He wants a staff of – he said, he said, we don't need a bunch of celebrity coaches. We need guys who are on the same page that know what kind of brand of football that we want to play, and, and we have – you know, we're unified – no, you know, he said he emphasized that. no celebrity coaches. Now they just hired a 24-year-old full-time receivers coach, full-time on-field Garrett McGuire, job. McGuire, the son of Joey McGuire. It's a fascinating hire in that McGuire has no experience at this level coaching receivers. So, Rule clearly trusts that young man. Obviously, worked with his dad Joey McGuire. I mean, the the linebackers coach they just hired, Rob Dvorak. Yeah, twenty eight. He's twenty eight years well, old. Matt Rule said he wanted young, energetic coaches. Right, right. In the recruiting trail, now you got to can those guys properly get their own players better on the football field. Well, there's the, the, it's more it's, than just recruiting. Yeah, it's how do you develop the guys here? Right. Oh, it's critical. And if you're a if you if you're a receiver right now, do you, do you respect a twenty four year old head, you know coach for your unit? You know one thing that we haven't hit on with Rule, and it's a great question for you because you emphasize development so much. In this world of college football, look what Rule's done. Look what Rule's done in, at Baylor and Temple. He got a lot of lower star guys, not highly touted guys, and developed them into NFL players. Now, Rule's addressed this. He's been asked about it. In this day and age, sometimes you develop, you take a low, lower, you know, low star, two star, three star guy, and you need some years to develop him. But once you develop him into an NFL prospect, is he just going to bolt for a bigger, better program? Don't know. I mean, that's in this world, your scenario of development and not having 
necessarily access to five-star players, four-star players, and relying on getting three-star guys, two-star guys, and developing. That world worked better before the portal it did. And, and NIL. It did. By the way, uh, before I get to some phone calls, uh, some response to why Jim Harbaugh has worked in the NFL better than Urban? It's the fact that he had a 14-year NFL career maybe possibly helps that yeah. versus Urban having none. Yeah. He's in the fraternity. Good point. He's in the fraternity. Well, he understood players. it better. He does, yeah. We got a, a phone call to get to before we get to Robin Washington. If you can hear us, you're on early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. Yeah, this is Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Jerry, how are you, Jerry? Happy New Year. Hey, I'm pretty happy New Year, guys. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I got several things I'd like to comment on, but you know, I think that you know, you just said, Jake, the the biggest thing with Harbaugh is that he's got proven experience in the NFL. Uh, and I think if I, if I, I always try to put my feet in somebody else's shoes, right? If I was one of those guys and you know, you're facing, you got the NIL, you got the transfer. Mm -hmm. I would like the NIL. I would absolutely hate the transfer rule. Mm -hmm. They have to get a handle on that. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to one coach that has, uh, indicated they thought the transfer rule was a good thing uh you just can't develop loyalty you can't you can't develop the players you'd like you and you, you've always got to keep recruiting them yep so you know if i'm hardball i probably would look and get now because recruiting's tough wherever you're at yeah you know and especially for a northern northern tier school uh it's a tough tough deal so and, and I'd like to, I'd like to bring up one other point, and you touched on them. Just Tulane right. uh, has a local presence on that coaching staff. Jim Sabota. Oh yes, who I hired as our head football coach at Wesley. At Wesley back in about eighty six, eighty seven, is the offensive coordinator down there, and doing a tremendous job for him. And I'm really happy for Jim. Uh, he went to Central. Central Missouri, Northwest Missouri, and uh, now down to Tulane, and uh, is doing an absolutely great job, and I'm really, really happy for him. Jerry, thanks for bringing uh, up 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 Savota. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah, the only reason I hired him is because. He came into my office every day begging for the job. <laughs> <laughs> this this was at Wesleyan, right, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. yeah and and Savota I just would be. Yeah. I just became the. They made me the AD and basketball coach because the football coach was the AD football coach, and he left. Okay. So we had an opening, uh, in both as AD, and they asked me if I'd take on the AD thing. And of course, I'd never been one but uh, i decided to take it on better me than somebody else that's what i was about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate it you know and so seriously he would come in and you know every i learned the lesson from that mm -hmm. because the lesson was you want somebody that wants the job that's hugely important yeah because not everybody wants the job mm -hmm. you know some of them are looking for money prestige whatever no you got to want the job i think and uh, that's a little bit old-fashioned probably but that's just that's where i'm at so 
I'm happy for Jim, and I, and like I said, in this discussion, I'm if I'm a football coach, even or a basketball coach, it's transfer rule. They've got to get, they got to put some parameters on it, uh, and the NIL thing, I think, helps the northern schools way more than the southeast conference because. They've always had the NIL. Those boys down there had, yeah. a, had an open book, if you know what I mean. Yeah, open checkbook. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, thank you. And so uh, the NIL just has allowed northern tier, tier schools to get in the same ball game as some of these guys. So good point, Jerry. I think that's a good good deal. Good point, Jerry. Good points. All right, Jerry, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, thank it. you for the reminder. A lot of people in Lincoln of a certain age especially will remember Jim Savota as Wesleyan's Nebraska Wesleyan's head coach. Right down the street, Jake. Um yeah. Just north of here. Right down the street. Um and Jim is now calling plays at Tulane. And Tulane gets a big victory over USC. After going two and ten last year. Yeah. Jim Savota. Remember him well. There you go. Uh, Robin Washington will join us briefly next on Early Break from the Ticket. <laughs>